0: You're listening to Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith. These podcasts aim to communicate topics of interest from the world of credit unions. Welcome to Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith. This is edition number four, and we're talking about core IT systems for credit unions today. Core IT provision seems to be one of the hot subjects amongst credit unions at present. It's little wonder considering the track record of failed projects both in Ireland and in the UK regarding credit union IT systems. So it was an opportunity not to be missed when Todd Prue, who was the keynote speaker at the recent CFCFE conference in Manchester, I managed to get five minutes with him and ask him a few questions around this very subject. Todd had been involved with core IT initiatives with credit unions and technology providers throughout the United States, and he was also uh, Vice President of uh, Business Development and Sales for EPL Incorporated in Birmingham, Alabama. That CUSO, or Credit Union Service Organization, delivers its credit union design banking platform for over 130 credit unions. So this idea of credit union service organisations or collaboration between groups of credit unions to come together for provision of IT services is something that he's really well tuned on. Todd also is the chair of the supervisory committee for the Anoka Hennepin Credit Union. So I put it to Todd that we as credit unions here in the British Isles all seem to want to go shopping for IT core systems but there doesn't seem to be an awful lot in the shop window at present.
1: I, I really I couldn't couldn't agree with you more that that there is definitely a need in in the you know in the in the European nations here to probably up t- upgrade what i are doing from a core perspective and to try to get to maybe a, a new maybe a breath of fresh air of new providers to come into the marketplace you know as I see it a very simple way of looking at it is that you know we had some credit unions here with that were kind of considered sort of simple credit unions, right? They, they might have only been open on on a Sunday and it was a parish credit union, for instance, is a good way to look at it. So they were really limited to the products and services that they offered. Um, but then as, as more sophisticated management and the management around these credit unions today in Ireland and England are as good as I find anywhere in the, in the country um, or actually in the nation. I think now there's really a desire to offer more products and services. I think the regulators see it that, you know what, we have more capability from a management standpoint that we don't have to worry so much about it. And unfortunately, the IT part is the portion of it that's legged. And, and, you know, that just makes it very difficult. I mean, it's as I talked about to you guys, it's people, process, and technology. And you can have the best people and really good processes. But if the technology can't support it, then you're kind of stuck back where you were in the beginning. I, I call it the, the duck theory, if you've ever heard it. There's a lot of things that I see credit unions doing over here um, that the member doesn't notice because it looks like they're floating smoothly across the water. But underneath, they're churning and churning and churning to make sure it's a good experience for the member. And that's a hard place to be.
0: I asked Todd about the way in which the younger generation, the millennials, those born in the 1970s, 80s, are now adopting much faster ways of accessing finance, accessing bank accounts. The millennials seem to be very happy at dealing with fintech companies that provide instant loans, instant banking. In fact, everything that can be done on an app on a phone. And although I observe that, at the same time, as credit unions, we're being over ambitious, and that we ourselves can't expect to have the facilities that some of the fintech businesses that are really well backed by various people. We have seldom got the capital to enable us to do these things. So what's the way forward for us? Surely we're being too ambitious, aren't we? Uh,
1: uh, Absolutely not. Um, it, it, you know, t- technology doesn't know who you are, what you are, what you look like, or how big your credit union is, right? Technology is just technology. Um, it's just getting the right capabilities and technology brought into this marketplace that can help. Um, you know, as we talked about, um, you know, during my presentation, you know, we're trying to serve a generation of new members, or hopefully an influx of new members as credit unions continue to get older and older. We're trying to service these new members with technology that's 30, 35 years old. That, that's just not going to happen, right? You're going to need an influx of new technology in, early, in order to serve those, uh, that new membership the way you need to. Um, you know, the standard in the United States for a very sophisticated credit union, which the big term in the United States is frictionless, is a, a new member with a new loan and possibly even cross-sold a second loan, believe it or not, in sub-five uh, sub minutes. Um, that's the bogey that, that people are shooting for. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and no duck in the water. So when I say no duck in the water, I'm talking paperless, right? Mm. Nobody touches a piece of paper. Everything is signed docu signed Nothing's printed within the credit union. It's, it's automatically archived at the end of the day, truly paperless.
0: Okay, Todd. Well, Let's say, for example, I'm a director of a credit union. We've got about 10,000 members. We've got about £5 million in assets. And we are looking to upgrade our core IT systems at some stage. And we want to be able to have all the bells and whistles that some of the fintech companies are now offering. So how do we do that? How am I going to move that forward? We certainly don't have the capital to be able to do that we don't want to merge. So how do we do that?
1: You know, you know I've given that a lot of thought um, with my few trips over here. And I, I think the thing, so it, as you and I talked about earlier, I, I believe that I'm, I'm, I'm totally buy into the credit union movement and, and what a credit union truly is. And I see over here that they are really still true credit unions. I think there's a way that it can successfully be done. If people do it the right way, Using some type of a QSO model, where instead of representing a five million dollar, uh, well well, five million pounds, I think you said, um, which is what maybe an eight ten million dollar credit unit, let's say a ten million dollar credit unit. Okay, maybe one can't do it, but but how about if we put ten of those together, right? And and we built a QSO that has some. Um, back IT infrastructure, and we utilize some of the analytics that, that Ralph's group is doing. I mean, we really could help lift those small credit unions. I think that's a good thing for all of us. And what I've learned since I've been over here is the social responsibility over here in England is huge. Um, we had a speaker, Marlis, I believe her name was, that made me think about things that I had never thought about. And uh, I found that really refreshing, and it really kind of energized me all about the credit union system.
0: So what you're saying then, Todd, is small groups, say 10 or so uh, like-minded credit unions could uh, collaborate, work together, put together some sort of CUSO, as you call them, a credit union service organisation that provides the facilities that they couldn't afford individually. And that makes a lot of sense, that form of collaboration. But what always troubles me in these conversations is is if they're going to go as far as collaborating in that way, why don't they just merge anyway? As far as the member's concerned, as long as the member gets their loans and their service, the member would be reasonably happy. So why don't they just merge?
1: Oh, I, I'm just not a... I, I'm not an advocate of merger unless they really need it. I'm really not. Um, there's a couple of models that have been going on in the United States that that I kind of like um, where some of the larger or even mid-size United States credit unions have actually been doing IT and CEO outsourcing for small credit unions so that they can keep their brand and they can keep sort of that credit union look and feel. I still believe that that's possible. Uh, Call me an optimist, uh, call me a guy who, uh, you know, tomorrow flies across the ocean and then, you know, I don't have to deal with it anymore. But I just felt a, it's possible. And the biggest problem is, I don't think it's been presented correctly. And I think there's been, there's been some mistakes made and I think some people have been burned. And you know, when you're burned, sometimes you become a little more guarded, but I truly feel in my heart of hearts, it's possible. Now are some of those credit unions going to merge out or merge into another credit union? Yeah, absolutely. But mm, do I think super credit unions are the way to go? No, not necessarily. Um, So I'm not, I've never been a big merger guy um, unless it's necessary because I think then we sort of uh, lose a little bit of that local spirit that we've always had as a uh, industry and a cooperative.
0: So I detect from that that you're not a great fan of mergers just for the sake of it, and... Uh, also, you have your suspicions and doubts about ever-increasingly large credit unions that start to begin to look like banks. Yeah,
1: I do. Let me give you an example, and, and hopefully nobody will ever see this in the United States. Um, so, so sitting on the board of directors and being on the chair of a supervisory committee, and with the background I have, at least a few people know me in Minnesota. And being a $200 million credit union with the branch structure that we have is extremely appealing To a $2 billion credit union. And I get calls from CEOs that want to take me to lunch and chat with me. And I know exactly what they want to. They're like, oh, you've been in the industry so long. You have such good insight. We'd love to sit down and talk with you. But every conversation ends the same. Would your credit union consider merging? So I'm going to let you know how I answered the last one. And I won't name the credit union, but it was a $3 billion credit union. And I I looked at him and I said, you know, that's very flattering that you want us. Mm -hmm. I said, but I got to be honest with you, we just went through a whole technology uh, uh, upgrade and we actually have better technology than you do. So why would we merge with you? Would you consider merging with us?
0: (laughs) Todd Pruill, thanks so much for coming over and talking to us about uh, IT systems for credit unions. And it's interesting that you give us another pat on the back for what we've been doing and, and some considerable encouragement for what's about to happen next and also that there's light at the end of the tunnel in terms of our quest
1: oh i i 100 believe that there is and you know you have people here that are working hard on behalf of credit unions you've got ralph sabota who you, you know what i think about ralph i think everybody wants to do the best they can and i think when everybody gets kind of set on a common vision and they want to do the right thing i think anything's possible
0: thanks todd thank you Well, that ends this edition of Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith. Thanks for joining me. Well, if you have any further questions or ideas that you want to put to me regarding what Todd Pruill was talking about, or indeed any items that come up on these podcasts, please get in touch with me via smithowls at gmail.com. So email smithowls, all one word, at gmail.com. And our next edition is going to be on the subject of human resources in credit unions and we're fortunate to have probably the number one practitioner of credit union human resources and that's Jan Coverley joining us in the studio and hopefully some feedback from one of the recipients of Jan's work Christine Moore chief executive of Manchester Credit Union and also it's not too late to get tickets for the Abco conference on the 13th of March in Manchester and also Diary Date, CFCFE conference in Dublin on the 22nd of May. And there you have it. That's Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith. Look out for the next edition and thanks for joining me this time. Bye now. You've been listening to Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith. This is a not-for-profit podcast and my time is given freely. I'm constantly on the lookout for stories and topics of interest to credit unions, especially, but not exclusively, in the United Kingdom and Ireland. A contribution to my costs has been made by the Swoboda Centre and I work with them for additional distribution and inspiration. Thanks for listening today and if you wish to leave any feedback... Please contact smithowls at gmail.com. That smithowls, all one word, at gmail.com. Bye now.